Good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Plan Your Federal Benefits. It is so good to be with you today. And today we're going to hit a really, 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 really important topic for many federal employees that consider this question all the time. And even if you don't consider this question, I think it will be very valuable to listen to the end of this episode to understand the value or maybe let's say the not valuable part of being a federal employee. And the question that we're going to address today and going to talk about today is when it makes sense to leave the federal government and become a contractor. Because many federal employees are considering this all the time, right? Where oftentimes they are either offered positions or know of positions where maybe they can get paid more or there's other things to think about when it comes to, okay, should I stay with the federal government or should I go to the private side? And it's, it's, it's very difficult to know exactly. But today we're going to dig into some of the main things that you should think about when making this decision. Obviously, I don't know your situation, but I'm definitely going to hit some things that you, if you are thinking about this, you definitely should know about. So let's dig right in. And the first thing that we definitely have to talk about is salary. And I mentioned it. And that is because that is probably the number one reason why people want to leave the federal government is to go get a job somewhere else that's going to pay more. And oftentimes, because federal employees can be very, very attractive employees because of security clearances, because of good skills that they have and experience that they have, often they can be compensated very, very, very well on the private side. It depends on your position, it depends on lots of things, but that often is the case. And if it is the case, it is then the question of, okay, maybe, you know, what benefits do I give up by going to the private side? And if so, is it worth it still, right? So this is kind of the question that we're all trying to, tr trying to deal with and answer for ourselves. So let's dig into some of the negative aspects of potentially moving to the private side or the contracting side, whatever else it is. So the first thing to think about, and is probably one of the most important elements, is health insurance. We all know health costs are going through the roof. Health insurance is going through the roof. It, every year it is still increasing pretty, significant, pretty significantly more than inflation. So having a good, affordable health plan is essential, especially now and in retirement. Now, many contractors or many jobs on the private side will in fact have some great insurance plans. They will have great health insurance. So what's the issue? Well, the issue comes into play because much, much fewer contracting companies and much more fewer companies on the private side allow their employees to continue on their employer-sponsored health plan into retirement. That is the issue more times than not, is that, yeah, you have great insurance while you're employed, but do they allow you to keep your health insurance into retirement? And if so, does the price change for retirees that aren't continuing to work for the company? That is a great question that you definitely want to ask a prospective employer if considering this. Because as a federal employee, as many of you know, as long as you retire with an immediate retirement, you meet a few eligibility rules, you can keep your health insurance, your FEHB, into retirement, which for many federal employees is one of the main reasons they're sticking it out, right? That's one of the main reasons they want to stay to the end to make sure 
that they can get health insurance now and into retirement for the rest of their life for them and their spouse. It can be a big deal, especially because Medicare only kicks in at 65 and some people want more insurance than Medicare or they just want to retire before 65, right? And so they need something to make sure that they have the coverage that they need during their entire life. So that's the first thing to think about is health insurance. And the next thing is right on that line, it's life insurance. And with the federal government, as many of you know, the program is federally, right? Federal Employee Group Life Insurance. And I'm not saying this program is perfect and perfect for everyone, but one thing it is very good at is getting coverage for basically any federal employee regardless of health issues. Now, if you need coverage on the private side and you have some health issues, sometimes many insurance companies just won't cover you, right? And so if you are in this boat, where you cannot get life insurance on the private side and you really, really need life insurance, well, federally may be your only option. You definitely want to think about this because obviously the chances of someone passing away and leaving, let's say, kids or other, other responsibilities may be relatively low, but it may be something to think about when considering this decision. Okay, do I need life insurance? And if so, where can I get it? And if federally is the only place that you can get it, you may consider staying with the federal government. So that is the second thing to think about. So, okay, one of the most important things to think about for retirement when it comes to considering this question is your pension. Now, many companies on the private side have a plan very, very similar to your TSP. They have a 401k, a 403b. They have some sort of investment plan that is similar to your TSP. Now. What is much, much less common is to have a pension plan on the private side. Some companies still do, they, they still do, but very few comparatively, right? Relatively speaking to what existed 80 years ago, 100 years ago, 50 years ago, it is a very, very different story. Now, as a federal employee, because I assume if you're listening to this, you are a federal employee still and you haven't made the jump, you have to meet a few different criteria to be eligible for an immediate retirement. Now, I've touched on this a lot, but basically as a traditional FERS, this is not special provisions for this, you know, what I'm talking about right now, you have to meet your minimum retirement age with 30 years of service or age 60 with 20 years of service or age 62 with five years of service. And if you meet one of those criteria, you are then eligible for an immediate retirement, which means you can get a pension right away and you can keep your health insurance and you can keep your life insurance if you want to. Life insurance does get more expensive as you move into retirement, depending on which options you pick, but you're eligible to if you retire with an immediate retirement. So if you're close to one of those criteria, right? Let's say you're close to your minimum retirement age and 30 years or age 60 and 20 years or age 62 and five years. If you're semi close to one of those milestones, then it may just make sense to push it out to the end and to make sure that you get the pension that you deserve, right? Now, if you're a little farther away, maybe the decision will be a little harder to so say, hey, if I want a full and immediate pension, then I'm gonna have to work, let's say 15 years longer, is that something I want, right? That's something to consider. Now, one thing you have to know is that you don't have to meet some of those criteria to get a pension at all. The only difference is once you meet the eligibility requirements for an immediate retirement, you can get a pension right away, right? If you have 
over five years of service, you can get a pension. It just won't be till age 62. So let's say you're 45, you got 10 years of service, you leave the government and go take a contra contracting job. You can still get a pension, it just won't be until 62. But you won't be able to keep your health insurance, you won't be able to keep your life insurance, and there's other drawbacks as well. So that's something to think about. And sometimes the extra money, the extra income, and the extra growth potential in your career that you can get from working outside the government may be worth it. I don't know. I'm not trying to scare you to not leave the government, but what I do want to make sure that you understand is that there's some direct trade-offs. You definitely want to talk with your prospective employer to say, hey, you know, here are some of my concerns. What do you have when it comes to retirement benefits and all these things that may mitigate the need for some of these things? So hopefully that was helpful because I know many, many people think and consider leaving the government for a contracting position. And again, this is not a one size fits all. It does not make sense for everyone to stay with the federal government for their entire career. And it doesn't make sense for everyone to take off and go on the contracting side of the private world, right? It just depends. And it's up to you to make your finances work. Obviously, many, many people on the private side make their finances work because they don't have the pension and a lot of the benefits that federal employees have, but they make it work because they plan accordingly. So. The most important thing is to say, hey, what is important to me? What benefits are essential for my retirement plan, for my financial plan, and what's the best way to get there, right? That is the most important thing, to create a plan that makes sense for you, that you're comfortable with, that you can execute on from now until retirement, regardless of where you work, right? That is the most important thing. So I hope that was helpful. I hope you guys have a phenomenal rest of your day, and I'll see you next time.